Um, do I, oh, hi. There we go. Thank you. Uh, how was the afternoon, everybody? Pretty, yeah? Um, I just popped in on um, the breakout sessions, and it was so cool to see um, the topics that were being covered, the things that were being painted. I'm just so grateful for people who know what they're doing in all these different areas and bring the healing touch of God in so many different ways. Can you just thank our break breakout people? Um, Melissa, can we um, kind of show some of the art that we've got going on here? So this is from actually my friend Amanda. Hi, Amanda. She's been doing live stream with us. Um, and so she sent this to me after the morning session, and this is what she was processing during the morning session. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Amanda. And then we've got pictures from the breakout today with Julie. You might recognize some of your art and your processing. Uh, we can just kind of scroll through those. How cool is that? Isn't it gorgeous? Um, and I just, I can't wait to hear more about we don't have to put all the words to it, but more about what that was like for us. Um, and tomorrow, we have a tradition, just so you know, we have a tradition on Sunday of opening up the sharing time for everyone um, to just kind of talk about what God's doing and stirring. And um, so if you're just dying to share that tomorrow, it's us, actually my favorite time of the weekend um, to hear stories that are coming out. So um, I want to hear more about those paintings too tomorrow and what you heard in some of the breakout sessions today. Um, as I walked away from those three, just popping in on those three breakout sessions, I just had a, like a holy moment of like, we get to do this. This is pretty amazing. And just watching and hearing the conversations that are going on, like this is not any one person doing any one thing. It's us sitting in the healing presence of God together and facilitating that for each other. And it just, that's the best words I have for it, of just gratitude and holiness. Um, so I'm just, I'm really happy to be here with you this weekend. That's all. Um, okay, I am not going to do a ton of teaching tonight because our brain, I mean, my brain's tired. Is your brain tired? Yeah. Um, so a little bit of teaching, a little bit of theology that's actually really important and really cool. And then we're going to spend quite a bit of time just soaking and listening and going, okay, God, what are you saying? So we're identifying these unholy agreements, right? So what are the things you're saying that we get to agree with? And then we're going we're to take communion together and say, yes, God, we agree. We're going to do some more worship. Um, so that's kind of what the evening holds. Um, but what I do want to start with is um, the part of the story that I think sometimes we don't really like but there's a really cool nugget, a gem in there that we can't miss. So I am going to read for us um, a portion of Genesis chapter 3, okay? And this is where we find the curse, okay? So here's story time again. It goes like this. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees, then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God said, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? 
The man replied, it was the woman. I hate this part. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny. Um, okay. <laughs> the man replied, it was the woman who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed. More than all animals, domestic and wild, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And I'm going to stop there. There is more to the curse uh, uh, specific to the man, but this is a woman's retreat, so I'm not going to keep going. Um, okay, here's what we can't miss. The gem embedded in the middle of the curse is actually the cure for the curse. So we're going to put it on screen. I want to show it to you. I read this part already, but let's look at it again. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. I want you to notice here that when we get to this part, there is a singular woman and a singular he. Okay? So here's how this works. One woman will have a child. Her child is the one man who will crush the head of the serpent. Melissa, can you put our picture up there? That's why we've got this picture everywhere. Is this making sense? Okay, I'm going to read that idea again. One woman, woman will have a child. Her child, the one man, will crush the head of the serpent. This is the good news of Jesus, and it's placed right in the middle of the curse, okay? So what does that mean for us? It means the curse does not have the final word. The serpent does not have the final word on what happens outside of the garden. Can you say amen? Amen. <laughs> This is good news for us, that right in the middle of the curse is something much greater than the curse, someone much greater who is the crusher of the curse, the serpent's head, and with it, the serpent's lying tongue. It is crushed, it is disabled, it is disarmed. That is the good news of Jesus Christ for these outside of the garden bodies. So I do want to talk briefly about the serpent. We're not going to spend much time there. We're not going to give him much time. But what I want us to do is know exactly who he is, what he says, and what he does so that our discernment muscles keep growing. That's what we've been doing all weekend long, actually, is discerning the voice of God and the, vo the voice of not God. Okay, so Jesus, Jesus puts it very clearly for us. These are Jesus' words from John 10 and John 8. Here's how he describes the serpent or the thief. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. John 8, he was a murderer from the beginning, uh, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, 
for he is a liar and the father of lies. So this is a discernment tool for us, okay? To discern our unholy agreements, to discern the lies that get planted right in the middle of our painful experiences, our stories. And this is why we get curious with Jesus. Jesus, what do you have to say? Because Jesus never lies. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So tonight, really what we're gonna do is we're just gonna we're just going to listen. We already have been, but we're going to just lean in and listen more and more and more to what Jesus is saying to us so that we can unagree with the unholy agreements, the voice of the evil one, and agree with the voice of our Jesus, the truth. We're going to do that in a number of different ways tonight, actually. Um, the first thing I would love for you to do is pull, if you haven't already, Pull this out, um, and we've got the notes page for tonight, and then if you flip one over, we've got journal, part three. You'll notice that it is very empty, okay? Not all of my prompts that I wrote for you, because I'm done prompting. Um, and so what I would love for you to do throughout the rest of this evening, as well as tomorrow and then beyond, is to start recording the things that you're hearing from Jesus. And you've already been hearing things. So in a minute, we're just gonna, we're gonna stop and do a little bit of journaling and kind of look back over the weekend and start recording. Oh, I heard you say this, I heard you say this. Now, let me say a word about how to, how to journal this kind of stuff because I, I know it can be a little bit intimidating. Like, I, who am I to write down what God said? That's scary. Um, let me remind you, you just did art this weekend, many of you, this afternoon. That's a way of hearing God. So you might actually just have a picture. Julie's doing it right now, right? Yeah, she's back there drawing what she's hearing. Um, so a picture is great. A single word is great. A whole letter is great. Whatever you're sensing in your spirit that you're like, that sounds like some, something God would say to me. If it sounds good, true, light, free, loving, go to the fruit of the Spirit, all those adjectives, right? I'd say write it down. <laughs> That's probably God. Another tip for you. Um, oftentimes, I find God to be just very simple and, and, and straight to the point about who he is and about who we are. And we need reminders about that all the time. So it could be a simple Laura, I'm your protector. Laura, I'm here with you. Laura, I'm your friend. Are those things that God would say? Yes, if that's being prompted in my heart in any way, write it down. You're hearing from God, okay? That's God talking about himself, God talking about me. Laura, I see you. Laura, I like you. Laura, your body is not dangerous. It's beautiful to me. It's powerful. Laura, your body is good. I made it. Are those the kinds of things that God would say? Write them down. Okay? Is this making sense? Any questions? Or you're like, I am, eh, I don't, 
I don't know what to do. Anybody? Okay. Uh, let's take about five minutes. And I just want you to think back through the weekend. Remember songs, walks on the beach, conversations, um, something as you're laying in bed at night that has come to you. Jesus, I hear you saying, and just be writing those things down, and then I'll gather us again, okay? And Melissa, can we have just a little bit of background music? That would be awesome.
Uh, keep your journals handy, because really what I'm just going to do is lead us through some scripture and some meditation. So you're going to keep hearing stuff, okay? So keep writing it down as it comes. Uh, I want to go to God's word and see what he says to us. And I want to remember, at the very beginning, God looked on his creation and he said, anybody? It is good. It is good. So I want to take a moment for us to practice agreeing with God, what God says. He looks on his creation, you, me, our bodies, and he says, it is good. Would you take a second in your own way to agree with what God says? Yes, God, it is good. Yes, God, this is good. And you might even want to do a body scan. <laughs> Hit different parts of your body. This is good. It is good because you said it is good. The psalmist also helps us out. Uh, this psalmist did a really great job of agreeing with God. Um, and so we're going to look at Psalm 139, and we can borrow his words. He says, yep, God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Will you, uh, actually, let's go back, Melissa, sorry. Um, would you read that last line with me out loud? I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's an agreement with God. I agree. <laughs> what you made is good. Okay, let's keep going. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You were in every part of my story. Take a second, and if something grabs your attention here, write it down. That's God talking to you. I'll keep going in a minute. Another thing that God says that we get to agree with uh, comes from John 10, and it's that same passage that talks about the thief, and then God talks about who he is. So he says, this is Jesus talking, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Other translations say abundant life. We get to agree with this one too. I get to have a full, abundant life right here in my body. Yes, I agree, Jesus. That's who you are. That's what you do. Your designs and your desires. Uh, the last scripture I want us to look at and listen to. This one is uh, specifically, it's for all of us, but it's for those who um, whose bodies have taken some abuse. 
some violence, things done to our bodies that should never have been done. Here's what the Lord God says in Isaiah 61. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. Instead of shame and dishonor on your body, God's desire for your body is a double portion of honor. And I want to look at this next part because this is the angry God. He says, for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. We're not just talking about the stealing of possessions, okay? God hates it when things are stolen. And I need you to know that, that the abuses and the violence is done to your body, God hates. And God gets to do that because he's actually holy and he does it the right way, okay? He loves justice. I need you to hear that, some of you. Some of your bodies need to hear that tonight. We get to agree with the things that God says about us, about our bodies, and uh, this just scratches the surface. The word is full of it. Ladies, we also get to, we get to listen to what God says. We also get to watch what God does, And what does our God do? Well, I'm going to go back and say it again. Our God places his seed in the womb of a woman by the Holy Spirit, a woman chosen to carry Emmanuel in her body. Her offspring will crush the curse, the cure for the curse. What does our God do? He chooses to be in a body, this body in Mary's womb, then an infant, a toddler, a teenager, a young man. He chooses to walk the earth and to experience bones and muscles and skin and hair, to hug, to cry, to laugh, to be angry, to dance. God in a body, this is what he does. What does our God do? He then allows this very body to be beaten, bruised, hung on display, naked, and shamed. Get that? Jesus allows his body, his own body, to be hung naked and shamed for all the world to see. He takes shame to the cross. He takes shame upon himself on his body so that it can be crucified. He scorned shame. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. He disarms shame. Having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. God in a body, naked and shamed, so that it can be crushed. This is our celebration tonight. This is why we're going to take communion in a little bit. This very act for us, the crushing of shame. And so tonight, I want us to keep listening. God, what are you saying? What's the truth about me? 
And I want us to do some other uh, exercises as we do that. We're going we're gonna to do some worship. We're going to get to communion. We've got um, these papers on the walls here. We've got uh, papers here and then in the back. And there are markers. Morgan, we're... By all the paper, okay? Um, as we've uh, been exercising our discernment this weekend and identifying the unholy agreements, um, I would love for us to take those to confession, to name them, to confess them, and then to disagree with them. So if some of you would be willing to write your unholy agreements on these papers as we worship, that is an act of confession and of saying, hmm, I think I'm done with this one. And then we get to keep listening. Okay, instead of that, Jesus, what are you saying? What's the truth that I get to agree with tonight? Keep writing it down. Keep listening as we worship. Is that making sense? Okay, so we're going to go into a time of extended worship. You are welcome to stand, to sit, to write, to write. Whatever helps you keep processing, keep disagreeing and agreeing. And then at some point, um, if you didn't already, grab the communion cup thingy, and I will lead us through that um, after we sing and process for a while. Just keep enjoying listening to the voice of God and his truth over us.